Okay, hello and welcome to Hello Governor of the Podcast. As always, I am Abdullah, and my guest today is, introduce yourself, good sir. Jacob Craner, how's it going? Hello, and, Governor. And I needed you to say your last name because I, I was going to butcher it, like 100% butcher it. Oh, yeah, it. <laughs> it's, it's just like a crane with an R on the end. You know what, I get a lot of, uh, like, Kramer, with uh, from, like from Seinfeld. Oh, Lord, I don't know if that's a compliment or if that's a, the ultimate Jerry. insult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's voiceover, Jerry. They they want me for voiceover. I don't, I don't know what this is, but I'm I'm going for it anyway. I don't know. They, they, yeah, they, they said I had a good voice. So first <laughs> question is the obvious one, but how did you get started? Um, let's see. I, uh, uh. I actually went to school right out of high school for audio engineering in Tempe, Arizona at Conservatory of Recording Arts and Sciences. Um, And then, you know, I'm a West Coast guy. So once I graduated, I just came to the biggest job market that uh, I didn't want to live in New York because I I think I would have gotten too homesick. I need my I need my West Coast. So I came out here and uh, got a job or an internship at a... uh, voiceover recording studio called uh soundworks um yeah and i they recorded a lot of primetime animation there uh a lot of video games so i was just like assistant engineering taking notes setting up people on mic and then the rest of the time i was just watching really spoiled getting to to watch (laughs) so many of the greats and you know a lot of people that people idolize do their thing and you know if you're you're watching with the right intention and know what to look for it's kind of it's kind of like a free workshop you know kind of pay attention and pick up things they're doing and yeah and so then around uh, 2016 I kind of cuz I I I had uh, some a lot of uh background in choir in high school and in uh just like theater stuff like that and I'm like man I want to give that a shot and so uh started my journey when got signed to my agency Vox in 2017, and uh, just been cruising since. Was it easy transitioning from audio engineer to voice actor, or was it hard? Uh, absolutely not. Because here's the thing, and uh, a lot of, and I'm sure a lot of people get told this, the the spark happens when someone's like, "Hey, man, you got a great voice," and you're like, "Oh." <laughs> I could do voice. The thing I didn't realize is, you know, I got told like, oh, you have a good voice for voiceover. Cool. But then I got into it and then I was like, ah, shit, I need to learn how to (laughs) I need to learn how to act again. (laughs) Or, you know, I need to like brush up. (laughs) It's, uh, um, you know, it's it's more of just straight up traditional acting. The only difference is instead of on a screen or uh, in, in front of a camera. You know, you're in front of a microphone and still, you know, like sometimes for like motion capture, facial capture, you might still be in front of a camera. So, um, yeah, start starting off. There was uh, it was a steep learning curve. <laughs> now, so. it's, in- it's interesting because a lot of the people I talk to usually cut their teeth via uh, promo audio books or anime. But yeah. you're like you're one of the few guys that came from an engineering background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and you know, once I got wise, I uh, immediately started dipping my feet into 
you know, whatever acting resources I can afford. Shit ain't cheap, but, you know, little bits at a time, picking up where I could, uh, just workshops and classes on just uh, acting so I could, you know, because the, the fact of the matter is, is your, uh, um, a lot of your constituents are amazing, classically trained actors, you know, trained with degrees in acting or, you know, from, uh, you know, just from uh, places of pedigree. So I had to, once I decided this is the path I want to take, this is what I want to what I want to do, I had to had to catch up. <laughs> oh man, like those classes, like the I can imagine it, it must have been a shock to like look at all those resources and be like, eh, I'll take a couple of classes, and then you see the price, and it's like, <gasps> you want how yeah. much from me again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, pay to play—that's the cost of doing business. And what do you love and hate about what you do? Um. What I love is it's a great, it's a great, it's a group. It sounded like I was about to say Gruyere <laughs> is the cheese. No, um, it's a great like creative outlet for me, for sure. Um, I'm a musician too. love playing guitar. Before I moved to L.A., I used to play drums like a maniac and I miss that. So and so uh, um, it really scratches a creative itch. And then what I dislike about it is uh and, you know, this is just the nature of the beast is uh, like like all contract workers. It's either feast or famine, man. And, you know, it's uh, when you're in a creative uh, line of work, it's hard for you to when things are light and things aren't booking. You kind of have to steer your mind and train yourself. So you're not like, I'm shit. I don't know how to act at all. You know, <laughs> no, I'm a hack. No one wants me. And then, you know, the bookings roll in again and you're like, oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> so that's the that kind of like mental struggle with yourself or with myself is probably uh, um, the most challenging part about it, I'd say. Because nothing is guaranteed to, uh, in this business, honestly. Like, I, I feel like yeah. if you're going into this thinking that you're going to be booking all these big roles in a short amount of time, well, I got some bad news for you there, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, you you know, um, you know, you know what's up. And, and the thing is, you know, it's uh, it's the the veneer of um, you know, you're like, man, I can just walk in and, you know, like burp into a microphone and there's like a thousand dollars. But, you know, everyone in this industry industry will agree that there is so much work that is in just hard leg work that is just uh, that you need to just do for free. And um. Also, to you have to you know spend your resources, spend your hard to earn money on to. Uh, so there's a the the actual gig is what you see, but like the whole production chain of what you put into it that leads up to that two hours in in the booth is uh, it's a uh, quite a beast. So, oh no, if you don't have a studio quality um, setup at home. Don't expect to, a lot of people to listen to your stuff, honestly, because they, they're just not going to bother. But let me tell you right now, like they're just not going to bother because they expect studio quality audio. And if you can't give them that, then what are you doing this for, honestly? <laughs> it's it's like the, you know, the bar gets set at a certain place and you got to make sure uh, um, you're operating at the industry standard, really. Especially after like, you know, uh, COVID where everyone was recording from home and everyone had to deal with 
okay, how are we going to keep doing this for how long this pandemic lasts? But, you know, we found a way, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it goes for, and even industries other than voiceover, um, it goes to show that if you really, if someone really wants to be able to work remotely or from home, that it is, it is possible. And, you know, it can be very productive, too. But but actually, like in the last two weeks, I had two sessions where uh, um, I was in an ensemble, one with uh, two other actors and one with three other actors. And I missed it so much. It was great. <laughs> oh, man, I, 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 I just love listening to people uh, say that they that like the simplest thing that they used to do pre pandemic is not now amazing post pandemic <laughs> i know right because they're like oh man i get to go into the studio to record to record my lines man <laughs> <laughs> i get to get it yeah it's it's like the working from home thing it sounds you know rosy on uh paper and you know if you live in a beautiful place and you have like a huge ass back deck that overlooks an alpine lake or some shit then hell yeah but you know, if you're just living in an apartment in the city, it's like working from home. Sometimes it's like, okay, let's uh, get out there and see the world. <laughs> you know, kind of gives you cabin fever when your wow. view is just like another apartment building. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you'd be shocked at how many people I talk to who are like big names in the industry and they're like living in like these small apartments and i'm like man i wish this industry paid you guys better <laughs> i mean if it's all about the it's all about the uh um just your booking to audition radio ratio ratio now if you, if you can book enough then uh money's great but if you have like uh even though the union wage is awesome especially like for video games and stuff. If you only can get one session a, a month, it's like can't do live off $900 a month in Los Angeles. <laughs> no I no saw, way. No, I saw this really dumb thing on Twitter and it, it just really annoyed me where it's like, Oh, you know, people will complain at, in, in LA don't know uh, about uh, what, it, what it's really like to live in LA. And I'm like, look, I've only been there like a couple times in my life and the, the price for basic because I've talked to people there like and the price for the prices for basic apartments just like really just scared scared the shit out of me honestly because I'm like <laughs> you're paying yeah. how much for rent monthly yeah. and I'm just like why is this normal why are we normalizing this this is insane but it's like, hey man, it's it's L.A. It has that. It's eat or be eaten, really. Yeah, and you know what? L.A. isn't even uh, the worst city as far as uh, housing. It's not great, but as far as housing costs, it's not the the worst by far, which is astounding. So, oh no, I was in uh... Kuwait. Man, I wish <laughs> I was interviewing you about you know living in Kuwait. That's so rad. <laughs> God, no, but um, yeah, yeah, no, um. Well, I, I was about to say um, another thing that that people tend to to um, tend to overlook when it comes to being a voiceover person is that um, finance man management that that that's a huge part that I think people tend to to uh, um, overlook and is that it is not a cheap business to get into and not a cheap business cheap business to maintain to maintain because it's like sure. 
because because again a lot of especially if you're doing anime because anime pays next to nothing so yeah a lot of people are wondering like well how do anime voice people make their money oh by going to conventions and selling autographs yeah that's where the majority of their income comes from from is from autographs because anime doesn't pay shit yeah which you know that is that's my next uh step is um you know, I, I have some announcements coming up um, later and probably this summer, and I'm hoping that it uh, gets me into convention territory because that would really be the next natural step. Because I love to, I mean, who doesn't love to travel? I guess not everyone likes to travel, but I love to travel. I love going and visiting different cities and just be, uh, and I get to see all my, my VO buds all around the world. <laughs> so we'll see. Hopefully. Now, does it feel weird, like, going from, you know, someone who used to be on the other side of the glass to where you are now? Yeah, I will say, um, having done both, uh, man, engineers engineers have it rough, dude. <laughs> it's uh, the amount of uh, just fortitude in effort for the least amount of appreciation and I'm not saying, you know, that uh, there, there are, there's definitely a lot of uh, vocal appreciation for uh, um, engineers out there, but uh, you get, you get, your ego is a lot more pampered when you're um, behind the microphone than it is when you're behind the, the Pro Tools rig, you know? <laughs> no, I, I, something, I, something goes wrong for the engineer, they'll be like, what the fuck? <laughs> something goes wrong with the actor, you know, and they'll be like, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. No, I, I, I think you guys, you know, engineers are the unsung heroes because you guys absolutely pretty much saved everyone during the pandemic when everyone had to record from home and everyone didn't know what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, fortunately, by, by that time, I'm actually, um, and I still do this professionally. Um, I specialize in. Uh, Mixing, re-recording mixing. So I'm I mainly mix um commercials, uh promo materials, uh and and then uh long form here and there. But uh yeah, fortunately I stopped recording before the pandemic just because uh it's stressful, man. That's another thing. Poor engineers and <laughs> shit's stressful. <laughs> Especially, yeah, like you were saying with the, the pandemic and all the, the networking that's stacked on top of it, and you know, you're dealing with a, a million different recording environments depending on uh, where people have their their mic set up, and you know, s- studios really had to get wise quickly about educating actors about uh, how they want things done, and uh, yeah, it just sucks because I know that was uh, probably a really steep learning curve for everyone. So, good job, everyone, for powering through. Yeah, um, I've only had like one other audio engineer on here. That was Andrew oh, Frankel. Yeah? And, okay, um, cool. And he worked on Scooby Doo, and I, I, I feel like that that's a tough show to to really audio engineer because you have all these amazing people as part of the main cast, and you have to make sure like they don't overlap. And that's kind of like, how do you guys do that? <laughs> yeah, Is that a. Uh... Frank Welker, right? Does he yeah. do Scoob? Yeah, Frank, Gray Delisle, Matthew Lillard. Ah, uh, no. I, uh, I remember. I remember once uh, when I when I was a, an assistant, 
And uh, we were recording Troll Hunters for DreamWorks, a show that came out like, I don't know, 2013, 2012, somewhere around there. But a Frank Welker came in to do like goblin noises. And that that was a big, that was, that was a session that was like, whoa, I want to make freaky noises out of my face. <laughs> um, Who was like, out of all the people you've worked with, like who was, who, who shocked you the most where, where you were just like, Oh my goodness! This 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 person is un, is uh, unbelievable. Um, let's see. Oh man, it, you can't. It's hard to say just one. You know, <laughs> Every, there's so many people just on such a ridiculous uh, um level. Let's see who is. Why can't I remember? Is uh, give me one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff Bennett. It's a, it's all people that like. What astounded me most is like they're not only are they monsterly monstrously talented but just like really down to earth really even if you're curious about voiceover cool about like talking about and stuff tom kenny of course spongebob he signed my 21st birthday card which is awesome jeff bennett who's uh johnny bravo gray delisle she's (laughs) she's uh awesome um cree summer another awesome all these people are just so hilarious too Kevin Michael Richardson, uh, Gary Anthony Williams. Oh my God, so many and 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 so many people. I I didn't mention to all of them when I got my start, but you know, like a few of them. Like I remember K Mark. Sorry, Kevin Michael Richardson. When I mentioned I was starting with it, he's just like, "Oh, good job, man. Go for it. That's awesome." So, uh, yeah, just some of the, just all some of the most uh, kindest people. Roger Craig Smith, of course, uh, D. Bradley Baker. I mean, like, like I said, you can't, you can't just say one. <laughs> Steve um, Bloom, so many. <laughs> you've been sorry, you've been I'll shut up. This, you've been doing this for a while because, like, you're just naming like everyone who's ever been popular ever. <laughs> I am very blessed about who, uh, with with who I've been able to uh, rub shoulders with. So. And I do not take that for granted. What was the best and worst advice you've ever been given as an actor? Um, mm, the best and worst simultaneously. Um, I could see this because at the time I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? But uh, um, I was told once, like, because I was a course. This was when engineering was a more prominent part of my life. They're just like, you just need to quit your job. Just quit your job. And just do the the voiceover and, you know, just like make yourself willfully unemployed. I'm I'm like, I would, (laughs) my bank account would run dry in like a month and a half. (laughs) I was like, uh, no, I mean, that sounds nice. But, uh, and, and and now, now I kind of see the, now that I have a better platform to be able to operate on. Now I can, uh, kind of exercise that. But, you know, at the time, I was like, are you insane? <laughs> um, and out of all the characters you voiced, which one would you say was the toughest? Oh, the toughest. Mm. I would say there was um, in, in that RPG game, Lost Ark, uh, the sessions for that. Well, basically, it. I'm I'm credited as additional voices because we went I went into the session and it was like just rapid fire 
I was like 50 or 60 characters that all had like four or five lines or probably more like 100 different characters. And it was all just like rapid fire, like boom, boom, boom. And it's like, all right, now you're this guy. He's on a fisherman wharf and he says like, oh, how you doing? It's like, oh, you want to buy some fish? It's like, all right, now, now you're a now you're a dwarf. It felt like an acting exercise, you know, because <laughs> you know, it was all just we needed to get all these different uh, just N- NPCs done in the two hour time slot. And uh, yeah, it uh, helped my mental six pack for sure. I mean, you got to be good at that. You know, you got to be able to create characters on the spot. Otherwise, then, you know, what, you know, otherwise, uh, what's the point of doing additional voices? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, some of it is like not just having distinction physically between your voice, but also, you know, if you're going like rapid fire like that, um, not letting their personalities kind of start to bleed into each other because uh yeah that that can that can happen a little bit like if you're if you're an angry guy but now you have to split into a happy guy but you know you have to shake all that uh that angry guy energy out of you immediately <laughs> yeah you can't go from like george costanza to like happy elf <laughs> In, you know. i'm not That's... a happy elf jerry i love the seinfeld centric uh theme we have going here (laughs) we should definitely end on it if we don't i will be vehemently pissed (laughs) holy cow (laughs) god the people who don't know seinfeld are probably listening to this being like what what are they talking about (laughs) i'll end it in some jerry seinfeld-esque stand-up i don't even Uh, know if i can do a good jerry but you know now's not the time to hash it out yeah um <laughs> i apologize <laughs> yeah um how did you get involved in genshin genshin uh my buddy chris faella is the director one of the directors i think he was the main director or is the main director but uh um he just did me a solid man um he's like hey we need N- npcs on this you want to come in for uh this game i'm like hell yeah and uh so I came in, did a handful of uh, oh shit, did a handful of NPCs, and then they just kept uh, bringing me back. That <laughs> and, and so it wasn't anything you even auditioned for. It was no, just... I didn't even audition for it. It was uh, I have a um, I have a great you know base of uh, friends out here in LA that I've lived in LA for uh, thirteen years, and uh, yeah, I've. Uh, I'm very fortunate to have just a an amazing supportive group of friends that are all uh we're all in it together industry people <laughs> but one of the first and I think I can't get credited for this on IMDb and I think it's because some discrepancy with uh, uh probably the the Chinese actor getting credited with it even though I put like English version in there but uh one of the first guys I did is uh uh Bolai I don't know. Do you, do you play Genshin? Or you know oh, about? I, I, like, the I, I know I play Genshin, but when it comes to the NPCs, that's where I have a real big problem. Because oh, for sure. Well, uh... he's like the he's the <laughs> he's the shady merchant that's under the docks in. Uh... Oh, is he the guy with the mustache? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was wondering because you're not credited on the Genshin wiki, and I'm just like, who did the voice for this guy? Because he's really hilarious and. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there, there's a there's a couple that um, uh, that IMDb 
refuses to recognize me for. One of them is Bo Lai. The other one is Mr. Payne, which is uh, who's a raging alcoholic. And the other one is Nimrod, which is another raging alcoholic. So I really round out the um, the underbelly of uh, Liyue or whatever whatever city that is in. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was Liyue. Yeah. Um, oh, it is. Go oh, good. Yeah. Because my problem with Genshin is that, you know, you hear a lot of the NPCs because it's a very dialogue heavy game and you hear a lot of these yeah. NPCs and you just like you wonder, like, who is this person? Because I, you know, <laughs> I, I I'm going to offend so many people when I say this, but I, it's true. But everyone has that generic anime read. And oh, for sure. And I'm like. Oh my god, did they get like one guy to do all these voices that I didn't notice until now? You know, in the sessions they really try to like steer us away um from that too, but you know, somehow collectively it all just ends up sound that way, but uh because I was it's, sh- it's, because it's not for I... lack of effort on the production team side. They're trying because... their damnedest to keep us actors away from uh yeah. You know, sounding too crazy anime. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, because I, I was like shocked whenever I hear someone and it's like, and it's someone I recognize playing an NPC. I'm like, oh yeah, that's Merzalenti. I recognize them. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. That's Bill Butts. I recognize him, you know. It's, yeah. It's, it's, but it's so rare. Like a lot of times I'm just like, I, I know that guy, but I, I'm just like, I am not 100% sure. And then I look it up <laughs> and it's like, oh, of course it's Christian Lamont. Okay, cool. <laughs> for sure but um how did you know did you did you just get brought in to do npcs or uh, or was that it and then you got the role of the the wolf guy forget his yeah name. yeah he has a he has a, a couple uh boreas there we go andreas andreas boreas i think something like that but uh yeah that was just in the list I was in the list of NPCs. Crazy to think that a, that a character that had like a huge, not a huge part, but like what a huge part in one of the story missions is just like credited yeah. as that as like NPC. I'm just like, uh, yeah. I really hate the credits in this game. <laughs> like the way the way people are credited are just really it really annoys me. And I'm just like, you know, it'd be nice if if I had like a list of credits of people who voiced all these characters because it gets really annoying because it's like i know this person but i just can't put my finger on it and then it's like oh it's so and so oh yeah and the worlds are huge the worlds are huge dude but uh um it's like well how those sessions are structured especially like if you're a, a utility guy just coming in to you know fill in the cracks knock out a bunch of npcs fill in the world and da 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 they'll they'll usually you know give you a big old chunk of just insignificant and and then um you know a bigger a bigger uh character so boreas was uh that for me it was the it was the big one of the bunch and i guess bolai bolai had a good amount of content to get through too so he showed up in various quest lines and i'm just mm-hmm. like why isn't his English voice actor credited? Because it just really annoys me. <laughs> like, come on. Like, you know, you, you, you talk to this guy more than once. Like I'm at that point where it's like, look, if, if you're, 
if you're going to voice a character that I have to talk to more than once, and, and, and this being Genshin, you will talk to one character more than once, yeah. uh, I would like to know who did the voice. Just just saying. For sure. Um, how did you get involved in Lego? Just audition for that. It was just an audition. Awesome. Those characters are super fun. <laughs> I know, because you're like, you get to play the skeleton and the vampire. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> this guy's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, and I remember the the vampire being like a super broy vampire kind of. So that was, uh, you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure on my audition, I you know gave him a, a more proper like Transylvanian kind of vampire, and uh, and then kind of just like the dude bro. So I'm glad they went with the dude bro because that's super fun. And do you watch any or play any of the stuff you're in, or can you just not listen to yourself talk? Oh no, I don't, I don't mind listening to it. It's uh, I developed a healthy relationship with myself and what I do. So, yeah, I always think it's cool. I'm like, oh, sweet. There's me. Because <laughs> a lot of people I talk to cannot stand listening to themselves. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> you know, you're a voice actor. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's out there. You know, the work is out there. Like, you know, how can you avoid it? <laughs> For sure. And I get that. And honestly, um, I think that's kind of something I had to unravel for myself and be like, you know, kind of just learn to pat myself on the back and every, everyone is their worst critic. Right. And so, and especially in an industry where it is literally in your job description to be judged on your performance, it's just, you know, I had to get real and be like, why would I, why would I do that to myself? Like, uh, you worked hard to get on that game. So hell yeah. Good job. Me. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I think um, it depends on the person. Some people, like you said, are their are own worst critics and they just can't stand listening to anything they've done because they're going to be like, oh, why did I do this? And why instead yeah, of that? Yeah. And why did they go with this take instead of that take? And, yeah, you know. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and this isn't voiceover specific, of course. But, uh, you know, sometimes in your job, you're just going to have a bad day you're just gonna have a shit day and uh it, it sounds simple on paper but to uh, be able to just uh see it for what it is and just be like well that sucked but oh well and then just let it roll off your back is uh that's a superpower man and that's a powerful it, it's not always uh, easy to achieve that so that's the i don't know that's the goal <laughs> sometimes i wonder like you know what you know, if people um, who who listen to their stuff, you know, sometimes I wonder, like, you know, do they do they ever get tired of listening to their own voice or not? <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Well, sometimes you'd be, you know, sometimes you might have a session. And you're like, ah, I don't know about that, or you know, like, oh, I felt I was a little off, and da da da. And then you see the final product, and you're like, oh, great, <laughs> I did all that fretting and worrying for nothing. So. I mean, yeah, if you're just going to go in there and, and I mean, if you just primarily work in like video games, of course, you're not going to know what the final product looks like because it's just like you're just stuck in there in a room and you're being given like vague information. And everything is under code names because they don't want yeah. anything leaked. And sometimes you record like years in advance and you don't even remember <laughs> that it that it came out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here we go. Now I'm uh, 
Sorry, I'm still I'm I'm floored that I didn't know that Lego 2K drive was out. Here I am on behind the voice actors. OK, all right. All right. I'll move on. I'll move on, Abdullah. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Anyway. Um, no, I, I just think it's 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 uh, it's fascinating how many people like, um, you know, the ratio of people who do listen to themselves Versus the people who don't listen to themselves. Like it's yeah. uh, the people who don't listen to themselves are much bigger than the group of people who do, who do listen to themselves, which I think <laughs> for sure, which I find it interesting. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, uh, I am, I am yet to actually, I mean, shit, I haven't even played Halo Infinite. I guess I would play, I would play Company of Heroes 3 for sure. Cause uh, I'm just waiting for that to go on sale on steam i love rts i love rts i love strategy games i love city builders um grand strategy and you know i still do like uh like first person shooters and open world rpgs turn-based isn't my favorite but man i'm yet to actually play myself in a game but uh yeah we'll change that real soon i want to play that lego 2k drive shit looks sweet uh, what are some of your favorite video games? Uh, I grew up on StarCraft, for sure. Oh, man, that was my shit. Oh. Um, grew up on Morrowind, Oblivion, uh, Skyrim. Went into all those. Uh, let's see. What else age of empires not even age of empires 2 i rocked like the original age of empires and age of empires gold like the two pack with rise of rome loved that stuff um what other old school uh command and conquer is awesome i really loved like all those rts strategy games i loved the idea of just like building up a big ass army and just going and blasting someone's base you know a big fan of like rome total war and rome total war 2 love that right now i'm playing uh sons of the forest and that's the that's like the first kind of like survival horror base building game that i've played awesome mountain blade 2 banner lord i love that game that is it's so just huge and the economy is in great i like games that you can like trade in and do like have a solid deep economy speaking of which and also anno 1800 i got that on steam sale recently so i've been uh colonizing islands in the new world <laughs> yeah i'm not really that that into real-time strategy because i just don't have the patience for it honestly oh, like for sure <laughs> just yeah. like uh like yeah the only rts game i played and liked was the 2012 xcom and that was it really oh yeah yeah yeah. i uh um man i got it for like five dollars on sale but uh definitely late to the party but uh this year i played titanfall 2 holy shit fucking something that other than an rts but man that was uh and and that uh that same director was uh she directed me on uh on uh, company of heroes 3 terry small world yeah terry douglas yeah man Titan- titanfall 2 doesn't get the 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 love it deserves i feel honestly i feel like um 
people tend to overlook it, but I'm just like, no, it's it's one of the best games that came out of of the last generation, and um, kind of wish we had a proper yeah. sequel. Yeah, I I just played the the campaign, and man, like the level design, the mechanics, and man, I I just thought they knocked it out of the park. Speaking of voice actors, Matt Mercer plays the lead among a whole slew of talented folks. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Matt, <laughs> Matt, uh, Matt Mercer. Yeah, that's that's another um, massive um, talk about an in- industry legend. Oh my goodness, <laughs> stuff, yeah. stuff he's the done most, is just like my goodness. The most gorgeous hair in the industry. Yeah. No. Um. Beautiful locks. <laughs> yeah. No. But but I feel like um. God, uh, you you mentioned Titanfall too, and I'm just like, man, I, I really wish they actually made a proper sequel to that game because I really yeah. like it. Oh, yeah. well, that's pretty much like the only exposure I have to the franchise, and maybe it's because like I don't I don't play like a, a first person shooter that often, so when I'm due, I'm like, ah, oh, this is the best, <laughs> just because I'm so naive about them. But, uh, I mean, it's it's enjoy. fine. Like I, I I'm at that. Uh, I said this before in a previous episode, but like I'm at that point in my life where it's okay to not be up to date with everything, and yeah, it's fine. <laughs> honestly, yeah, man, a good game is a good game. Doesn't matter, you know, if it came out last week or twenty years ago. I mean, the only two games I've been playing recently were have been Genshin Impact and Overwatch Two, and that's it. Nice, now, good choices. Yeah. And now you got all these other video games coming out. You got like a new street. You got a new Street Fighter. You got a new Mortal Kombat. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, I gotta make time for all this. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm, uh, um, you know, for for my voice career, uh, I was kind of like, I was initially trained in promo um, from Harry Dunn, who works at the the CW. Um, and he's he's one I owe a lot to him. He helped make my promo demo. Um, he helped get me an agent. Um, he helped set me up with uh, meetings for agents, and you know, is the reason I'm at Vox because before I I started training with him, I actually had a meeting with Vox uh, maybe like a year prior, but I just wasn't quite ready. But um, shit, I got off track rambling. Anyway, uh, anyway, I. <laughs> I initially trained in promo, but uh, and but I haven't booked any since. So I was kind of just like, all right, we'll just do voiceover. I kind of just ran the gamut and see where I lie. So I'm very pleased that um, that I've kind of landed in video games as my bread and butter. One, because I love video games, but two, just because like the the, the industry is just exploding even more, even more so. And it, it was already exploding. So it's a, it's an exciting thing to be a part of. Yeah, it's it's no longer just, hey, you know, we got a video game. Can you knock this out in like a couple minutes or so? No, no, now it's a, an, an entire like immersive experience. Now, if, if a game can't hold your attention for more than like five minutes, then it's, it's crap, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> What this game only has two hundred hours of <laughs> of gameplay. <laughs> bah. <laughs> I'm just I'm just looking at all the stuff that's that's coming out, and I'm just like, God, I, I hope I have the time to make for for all of this because um, 
Yeah. I really want to experience a lot of this. And I feel like, you know, I've, I've uh, put it off long enough, but I think it's time for me to like uh, pull the trigger on the uh, PS5. Like I, I need to, you know, yeah. like, cause it's been a while, you know, yeah. I've, the price has dropped a little bit to the point where I'm just like, okay, now or never. Cause you know, for sure. Because you can't keep playing the PlayStation 4 version of of, of uh, all these newer games because you're not getting the full experience. Yeah, you're getting like get a that. half half the experience. You gotta get those frames, baby. Get those higher frame rates. I just built my new uh, my new gaming slash work PC last uh, summer. My previous one lasted me ten years, so I'm like, well, I didn't screw it up. <laughs> but uh, so I've been. It's been a good excuse to dive headlong back into some games in my free time now props to you for building your own rig instead of just like wasting three grand on a pre-built rig (laughs) yeah you know i did it the last computer i built prior was like in 2012 and so i'm like shit do i you know i'm not gonna lie it took me a while to actually learn what was going on (laughs) and fortunately there's you know, tons of awesome YouTube channels, you know, like Gamers Nexus, Jay's Two Cents, uh, Linus Tech Tips to really help you uh, stay up to date on what not to do. And now keeping up on, since I built this thing, I was like, man, I forgot how much I just enjoyed this. If I had infinite money, I would just build, I would build a custom loop, like water-cooled PC. That sounds awesome. Um, like uh, the hard hardline tube. And I, man, I would just like build computers. It's such a, I don't know. It's a blast. <laughs> and like I regularly, regularly like keep up on tech news and stuff. And uh, so, yeah, at first it evolved. I was looking for like a gaming laptop and then I'm like, uh, but like I wanted to get a bare bones laptop. But, you know, you can't really build a laptop how you the same way you build a PC. It's just it's just too compact. And, you know, the parts are too uh, just specific the way they fit and go together. But uh I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to build a new tower. I'm so glad I did. Oh, good for you, honestly. Like, I I feel like um, keeping productive, especially in this day and age, is just um, really important. And, um, you know, trying to to make sure that your sanity doesn't go down the drain is just uh, (laughs) getting tougher and tougher every day. (sighs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I I don't watch the news like, at all you know who knows maybe maybe that'll be a detriment and i'll just like wake up and i'm like oh shit there's a mushroom cloud in the sky i wonder what that's from but uh i don't know i like to think that i'm i'm happier for it and you know i don't knock on people like oh well you watch the news (laughs) idiot of course not i'm not gonna you know knock on people who choose to to ingest it but it's just uh my my nerves would go haywire if i uh just kept up to date with all all the world's craziness so I mean, it's not just that. It's just in in general, like society in general to me is just changing at a rapid pace. And I'm just like, can we slow down a little bit? Because I (laughs) I am at that point where I'm just like, okay, what, 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 what are we mad about this week? You know, what, what stupid thing are we mad about this week? You know, let's, let's get it all out there. Um, Okay. Company did what? Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, who did what now? Yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, God. Big surprise. Mega Corporation is a huge piece of shit. 
Who who knew? Who would have guessed? Yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like it's <laughs> it's just it's gotten to that point where I'm just like, can we just be human beings again? Like, yeah. can we just like have have conversations? Can we just I don't know, you know, talk about the most dumbest thing ever? I don't yeah. know. I, I feel like I'm at this point. Like the only reason I I, I think um, one of the main reasons I still do this show is because like I just want to talk to people who you know a you know are are way more talented than i am but uh also oh hush <laughs> but also um just to get just to have conversations again because i feel like we don't have meaningful conversations anymore everything is just like compact everything has to be said in like x amount of characters and i'm just like can we be people sure. can we be people again i don't like yeah i don't yeah, like yeah. this I, the thing i don't i mean okay one thing I really dis- <laughs> the one thing I really dislike about the business now okay. is is the is this idea that you have to be a brand to sell yourself and I'm just like why can't we just let the quality of our work speak for itself? Like why do we have to be brands? Yeah. Um I mean the the reality of that is though is you know shit's going to change whether you like it or not. So either uh it Either you you change with it because, you know, there are no constants. The only constant in life is change. So uh, at a certain point, if you want to you want to stay in the game and, you know, you got to you got to roll with the punches. I will say I don't really like Twitter and like I'm not really on Twitter a lot. And this isn't like new. I haven't really been about Twitter for like years, but uh but still, you know, I have a, I have my Twitter account. I put my announcements up there just in case, you know, someone wants to give it a like. And uh, that's that. That's the everything's about compromise. And sometimes you got to compromise with the change. Oh, by the way, quick addendum uh, um, to the mega corporations. I was just kidding, guys. Uh, it's just a joke. So please, please hire me. Thanks. <laughs> Um, the opinions of uh, Jacob do not reflect anyone <laughs> at XYZ. <Yes. laughs> Let me go off on my conspiracy. Th- no, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, it's 6.54. It's, uh, have we gotten through a good amount of material that you wanted to cover? Um, yeah, I think. If, you we, know, yeah. The, uh, if, if you need to be somewhere, uh, it's it's fine. <laughs> you know, I, I for sure, just, but if if you have uh, anything that you're like, ah, I wish we could have got to that, then um, by all means, uh, go for it. I, I covered the, the final I think I, I think I covered everything I need to cover. I mean, we talked about Genshin, we talked about um, Lego, and, uh, and we that. talked about life. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, before we get going, uh, can you give us an update on what you're currently working on? And where can people find you online? Oh boy. You better keep tuned on my Instagram, which is jacobcraner.vo, or on my Twitter, which is just jacobcraner, because I have some announcements coming up soon, baby, and they are uh, they are big ones. So, um, yeah, you can you can find me there on my socials, and uh, I'm still under NDA for those. So I wish I could say more, <laughs> but. Needless to say, you will definitely be hearing me on some video games in the future and other uh probably some some dubbing some anime too. So 
And uh, if you're wondering why we didn't talk about any of those projects, now you know. Yes. <laughs> uh, thanks for taking the time off to do this. This has been wonderful. Um, I'm trying to think of like, how do we end this on a Seinfeld quote now? <laughs> Just like, how do I bring this back up to Seinfeld? <laughs> <laughs> I always like the cinnamon quote because I feel like cinnamon is uh cinnamon's a very underrated uh, spice, especially like with sounds crazy, but with beef, the right amount of cinnamon. So it'd be like, remember it's the, it's the, the Bobka, the chocolate Bobka episode. I don't know how versed you are in Seinfeld, but uh, it's, you know, <laughs> oh, the couple man. ahead, the couple ahead of Elaine and Jerry, they get the chocolate Bobka and, and, you know, they're like, well, they still have cinnamon Bobka. And, uh, Elaine's like, oh, cinnamon babka. And Jerry goes, people love cinnamon. It should be on the tables at restaurants along with salt and pepper. Anytime anyone says, ooh, this is good. What's in it? The answer is invariably comes back. Cinnamon, cinnamon, again and again. <laughs> um, I, I, I agree. remember that episode. <laughs> oh, God. I'm like, yeah, I, I totally agree. Cinnamon, <laughs> it should be in everything. <laughs> Anyway, uh, anyway, well, there you go. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time <laughs> off to do this. This has been great, and we got to get you back when all those uh, other projects finally lift. <laughs> yeah, dude. You have my email. Hit me up. Great talking to you. All right. Appreciate take it. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. <laughs>